This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke on Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Her Head's on Fire, The Darling Fire, and many more. It's very simple. All the bands on Iodine are a great fit on this podcast. The label is run by great people with good values. And if you're a vinyl lover, check their gorgeous selection of colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine Recordings, for supporting the show. Check the show notes or go to iodinerecords.com. Bonjour, punk rockers! Salut les punks! I hope you are doing great today. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 80. I'm your host. My name is Emilie Plamondon, and I'm French-Canadian. I live in Quebec City in the beautiful province of Quebec in Canada. Very passionate about punk rock music, so I want to spread it everywhere. So, a podcast is a good way to do it, right? On today's episode, my guest is Joseph Grillo of the band Her Heads on Fire. I absolutely love this band, so I was happy to know more about it. I'm also gonna talk to you about four albums I took the time to listen to this weekend. Wow! So, it's gonna be a fun episode and It's starting now. Hey, hello my friends. I hope you are doing good today. I'm fine. It's Saturday night and I'm spending my time with you and it makes me happy. Some people are dancing in nightclubs. Some people are at some parties. Some people are at family and friends dinner. But no, I'm on my own at home enjoying a non-alcoholic IPA. And I'm having my best time with you, my friends. And my weekend has been great so far. Today, I took the time to listen to four albums that had been released recently. And I'm happy I did that. Because I usually prioritize all the stuff that some DIY bands sent me because it's the thing that I love the most about the podcast and my radio show is to dig into new stuff about some bands that I don't know about from all around the world, some smaller bands, but the, they are working very, very hard and I'm just so happy to try to help them. But sometimes I'm neglecting like some bands that I already know that release some stuff. So today I was like, okay, while I'm driving, while I'm cleaning my apartment, while I'm cooking, I will listen to all those great albums. And I started the day with Seventh Wave of No Fun At All. It's an incredible album. I don't know if you've listened to it already. Wow, wow. And wow, I love all the emotions. I love the minor chords. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that, but but I love the transitions, the kind of dark emotions, but uh, just listen to it, please. I also took the time to finally listen to the new album of one of my favorite bands in Quebec called Les Vulgaires Machins. And their album, Disruption, is just perfect. Perfect! I love their lyrics so much. So they sing in French, in Québécois. But I think even if you don't speak French, you should listen to this new album. 
disruption, so disruption. Um, I love the mix of vocals of Guillaume and Marie-Ève. Everything is perfect about this album. It's a little more quiet than the previous one. They have more slow songs, I would say. But I don't care. It's just fantastic. And I love the mood. It's very dark, sad, but also it gives me some hope that some humans are still good in this world. And tonight I was driving to see some friends and my goddaughter and I listened to their most recent album of Straight Line from Germany. So their new album is called Keep Your Cool and it's very brutal. It's like skate punk, technical, fast, melodic punk. I repunked man damn recently, but I didn't take the time to really listen to this album while I was really focused. And I saw them play live recently. It was a fantastic show. So I was really excited to listen to the album again and just really, really analyze and enjoy. Wow. And I finally took the time to listen to the new 10 Foot Pole album, Winning. Good job, guys. Good job, Scott Hallquist, who's the co-producer of the show, by the way. It's a banger album. I love it. I was already stoked because they released some singles and I loved absolutely all of them. But listening to the whole album from A to Z was amazing. And I know you listeners love it too because I received a lot of messages asking me, hey, did you listen to the new great 10 football album? So I did it and I'm not disappointed at all. So I was telling you that my weekend has been really good so far, but it's not done because tomorrow on Sunday, I will finally see Emily Davis and the Murder Police playing live in Quebec City. Ah! I am extremely excited for that show. So if you don't know Emily Davis, you probably saw her amazing Bad Religion acoustic covers on YouTube. But she's also a fantastic songwriter, singer. So I am so stoked to see her tomorrow. What makes me sad is that tomorrow is Sunday. So it's already hard to get some people at shows. But also there's another show with two local bands here. And people are so um, supportive of local bands. So I don't, I'm scared that there won't be a lot of people for Emily Davis and the Murder Police. But I'll be there for sure. And I'll be front row.
thank you to our new Patreon, Ryan from Ohio. He loves bands like Red City Radio, Terra, that I don't know about. I'm going to check them for sure. CF98, because he discovered them on the podcast here. Makes me happy. He loves the bump pops, uh, the interrupters, but his favorite band of all time is Bad Religion. He's also a fan of blues, folk, etc. He's a musician, another a podcaster. So if you want to listen to a funny podcast, Check for Shoot the Glass on all platforms. Thank you so much, Ryan, for your support. And if you want to join my Patreon page, check the show notes and you can have access to all my Zoom interviews videos in advance, some exclusive content. And what I would like to do next with the money that I make on Patreon is to hire someone who could do some uh, clip videos on my interviews for social media because I absolutely don't have time to do that. And it makes me super sad because I wish I could push the podcast a little more to get some new listeners. And I think that videos, um, samplers on internet on social media could really help me, but I just can't make it. So if I could hire someone to do that, it would be great. Interview. Thank you to Iodine Recordings for sponsoring this episode. I absolutely love this collaboration for sure. And by the way, do you know what? Um, they have nine bands at the fest. This is so fantastic for a label to see that they have nine bands on a festival. Wow. I wish I could go this year, but I can't. I went to the fest um, four years ago. I had a blast. Oh, and by the way, this year, I'm trying to find someone who's going there, who's attending to the fest to make maybe a little 15 to 20 minutes interview with me just to talk to me about... The mood there, the vibe, the bands they watched, etc. So stay tuned in the next episodes for that. Interview. And now it's the time to present you the interview I made with Joseph Grillo. But he told me I could pronounce it in French if I want. So <laughs> with Joseph Grillo from Her Heads on Fire. This band is signed on Iodine and I discovered them recently because of this partnership and I totally fell in love with that band. Such an interesting sound. I love that. And I asked to have Joseph on the show because I really wanted to know more about the band. So we talked about the recent album called College Rock and Club Cigarettes. We talked about his writing process, some music videos they released recently, the upcoming shows and projects, etc. We also talked about Joseph Journeys in the band Garrison and his other bands like Judas Knife, Gay for Johnny Depp, I Hate Our Freedom. <laughs> Amazing band's names, right? <laughs> I love Joseph's very artistic soul. He's a real artist. He's very sensitive to art in general. I love that. 
And during the conversation, Joseph and I discovered that we both love sci-fi TV shows and very dark and depressing <laughs> series and books. So we made some recommendations for you about that too. And at some point in the interview, you're gonna hear the band Garrison and the song Harlow, as well as the song Lexicon of Doubt from Our Heads on Fire. Yeah. Enjoy! Hey, punk rock human! If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids' merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rom, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. So, of course, today I want to talk about the band, but also mm -hmm. I would like to start with your background history because you, you were in so many projects. You have a great stage and touring and recording experience. So, mm -hmm. sure. want to re rewind the tape a little with me? And Oh, and also, first question I always ask, where are you on this crazy planet right now? Uh, right now, I'm in the basement of my home in Saratoga Springs, New York. New York. Good. Yes. I should go there. Uh, I went there eight years ago. It's been too long. <laughs> New York's fantastic. I mean, New York, this is well, I'm about right now. I lived in Brooklyn for about 20 years, and I just recently wow. moved upstate. So um, we're about. I'm about three and a half hours. I'm actually closer to you in, mm -hmm. in Quebec City, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, New York is magical. It's this, you know, all, they write all those songs for a reason. Oh, yeah. And people keep saying this place is all right for a reason, and it's true. Great scene um, there, too. But yeah. It's, it's, But so yeah. you've been living there for 20 years uh, before that? Uh, where I was were living you? there for 20 years. Before that, I was in Boston um, and Worcester, Massachusetts. That's kind of where I started performing music in, in at least in, in any project than anyone has heard oh like garrison so, yeah garrison yeah. was from boston yeah yeah garrison um and that was we started in like 98 oh um and went until 2003 um and i i moved down to you know new york earlier than that but um garrison was yeah five years mm -hmm. um and a lot of fun and that was my first real um opportunity to record um oh. you know proper records like you know I, i'd made records before but they were very on the very local sort mm -hmm. of scene um that's my first opportunity to get out of my hometown like a professional recording process yeah. oh. and um and a tour you know and to travel uh to many other countries and all over the united states and it was fan fucking tastic yeah it was really really fun So, w were your first influences like uh, post hardcore? What was what was the first stuff you were listening to back in the days? Well, the the early stuff that got me yeah. excited about music was was a lot of like um, '80s alternative stuff. So, um, mm. The Cure, REM, um, 
you know, Bauhaus, I would say, uh, Jane's Addiction were, you know, hugely influential for me. And that sort of mm-hmm. spilled into the 90s with, you know, Smashing Pumpkins and um, Nirvana. And yeah, sort of I hear a, those. A lot of Soundgarden. In, yeah. I hear those know. influences here and there in, in your projects. <laughs> I think they're inescapable. I mean, like, I think I think if you if you write guitar rock and you're of my age, you can't not be influenced by nirvana even if you're trying to do the opposite of what they did you're still (laughs) doing it in a reflection of what they are you know um so uh you can't escape yeah that that's that's true (laughs) no it's like it's like the um it's like the 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 tale about like lucifer lucifer cannot escape (laughs) god's creation because because he no even though that he is the opposite he is still in within god's creation so the only way for him to get out would be to completely create a new reality wow um, and i am unable to do that so hence i live under the umbrella of nirvana <laughs> um, <laughs> i love the but, image uh, yeah so then i started touring um in the 90s and uh at the time you know when garrison was started mm-hmm. starting I really, really loved and still do um, a band called Drive Like Jehu. Um, they were they were incredibly influential to me um, guitar wise. I, I liked a lot of stuff from Touch and Go in Chicago, like Rodan, Bitch Magnet, um, Slint, obviously. But but Drive Like Jehu were like the way forward in my head. Nice. So um, and Fugazi, and so I think those were Fugazi. a lot of the influences for Garrison. Um, especially in those early days of trying to figure out our guitars and how they worked. Yeah. Back in the days here in Quebec, our, I think we were very influenced by very skate punk bands like mm-hmm. Adhesive, uh, New Year's for a Name, the hardcore, emo hardcore um, scene started to arise a little later. Was it the case in, in New York or... Were well, you like uh, a new thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I first heard emo with the band Hoover, you know, oh. and, that and it was and it was never on its own. It was emo core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, and 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 so I didn't hear emo on its own until maybe there's a band called Seam, uh, who I know that the Texas is the reason guys were very influenced by. Um, that might have been the first time because they never really got heavy um uh and maybe i you know i'll be honest with you i don't think i heard that term um in reference to sunny day real estate you know when they came out i i really mm-hmm. loved what they were doing but i just thought of them as a guitar rock band um uh i never thought of them as like an, an emo band um hmm. but that's just my perspective of it uh so yeah i think I think that was like, I probably see him in, in like coming into Texas is the reason was my first experience with like emo on its own. Yeah, great. Yeah, because here yeah. I, I said that because all our bands in the local scene in the end of the 90s were having this skate punk, very fast skate punk. So mm-hmm. I wonder if your local scene influenced you at that time. It did for Or... sure, but that was more Boston, but there was a lot more yeah. sort of. There was hardcore, but there was a lot of like, yeah. not so much skate punk. There was a lot more sort of metal core with like mm-hmm. Converge and Cave In. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really noisy, angular, kind of dissonant stuff. Doesn't, isn't, am I right in saying, is there a law in Canada or, or a stipulation that like the radio and the TV have to play a large percentage of Canadian bands? Uh, 
yes, uh, yes, yes, that's true. And in Quebec, we have also a rule of playing some francophone music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my radio station, it's different because we, it's a university radio, so we don't have the same quotas, quotas, uh-huh. quotas. Quota. But yeah, we have a, uh, we have some uh, regulations in Canada. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was great for Canadian bands. Yeah, you know, because they, they could actually get on the radio and like the, and TV. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's fun that you that you know that. It's great. Um, okay, so first influences emo um, in your bands like emo, post hardcore, hardcore, um, mm-hmm. and so what was the like the right, because you were touring a lot. So how was that back in the days? Like it was great, you know. Um, it was very you know pre internet, pre pre cell phones, pre smartphones. Um, You know, you you would go to the gas station and buy an atlas. Oh, you know, you know in a big <laughs> yeah. map. And like when you got to the next state, you'd turn the page. Um, and there's a cool skill set about being in a van with three other guys and mm-hmm. sort of you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? I'd never rented a hotel room before, um, so you know you do the thing where you you pretend it's just you staying at the hotel and there aren't like five guys in the van about to jump in. So you don't have to pay as much. Oh, um, <laughs> you know that, I mean, I, that was really fun. I think we slept on a lot of floors, mm-hmm. um, met a lot of really nice people. Um, it was a, a real, I don't, I don't mean to say in a cliche way coming of age, but it, it was kind of coming of age. It was really, uh, sort of important. Like, okay, you're in control of your own destiny. You know, this is this is your autonomy. So how are you going to make it work? Yeah, I, that, that was exciting. Oh yeah, totally. I love uh, that you mentioned the pre-internet <laughs> era because mm. I talked about that with Casey of Iodine. Uh, mm-hmm. We compared a little having a label in the late '90s compared to now, and that's one of the first thing you mentioned. <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely a huge. There's like a then. And forward, like after the internet. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's with, with so many things, but like oh, yeah. as far as the way music is disseminated and consumed, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. We talked about Garrison, but you also have have or had tons of other bands, like with all great mm-hmm. names, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. I haven't named all of them, but most of them. Yeah, but anyway, it's all great bands. So did at the time, at the prime time of Garrison, did you have also side projects, other bands, or it came after? That I came after. Okay. You know, I think Garrison was was so, um, we were going to do it, right? Like we were so all firing on all cylinders, particularly Ed McNamara and I, uh, who's the other guitar mm-hmm. player and singer. Um, and we just wanted to be like, keep pushing and keep pushing. And like, what else can we do? And what, where else can we play? And you know, where else can we, who else can we record with? That <laughs> What's um, your main focus? The, the idea, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea of having anything out of that seemed very, way too much so it wasn't until um yeah i was in new york living in new york garrison had ended then i started mm-hmm. doing i was like i can split my time i can play with a bunch of different people at the same time why not <laughs> yeah. yeah and so you basically you you never stopped playing well did i did you... actually take a five-year break from oh, five like 2000 years. okay yeah 2014 till or 2013 till 2018 2019 i stopped because Uh, my wife and I had twins, oh. uh, which is awesome. Yeah. But um, 
we needed to not do anything other than rest them for a while. <laughs> yeah, I see. As you can imagine. That's a, that's another kind of happiness. <laughs> exactly. It's a completely different, way harder project another, than being in a band. Another <laughs> source of dopamine and adventure. Yes. <laughs> new horizons, new horizons. Exactly. Um, it's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so but okay, if I I want to talk about some other of your project, sure. uh, Gay for Johnny Depp, mm -hmm. uh, Judas Knife, I Hate Our Freedom, mm -hmm. all great names. Thank so you. it's so. When did you start those bands, and is it still active? Uh, Judas Knife is the only one that's still going. I love 
music, right? I, I adore music and I love guitar rock. And so everything I've done for the most part has been in the world of guitar rock. You know, I don't, I don't know how to make, um, you know, electronic albums and mm -hmm. as much as I love electronic music or ambient albums, even though I love ambient music. So yeah, I wanted to kind of explore a bunch of different facets with music and I never could, could make sense of being in one band that, that did all these different things, like kind of a schizophrenic band that never interested me. I always really liked the idea of like, you know, one project, kind of like a theatrical performance, like this is going to yeah. do this and that's its goal. And when it's done, I can move on to this. Um, and so, you know, the first one after Garrison, well, I was in a big rock band called instruction that sort of paid the bills oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. gay for Johnny Depp was just my complete, you know, chaotic, dissonant, noisy sort of thing that I, the, the noisiest thing, ugliest thing I could do. Um, and then I hate her freedom was with a bunch of different guys. And that was, you know, once you start playing with different players, their influence comes in and sort of mm -hmm. molds what you're doing. Um, and so those guys just felt right playing more song structures, more sort of post hardcore. Um, and then Judas knife, which is still going, we actually have a pretty new band. We started in our first record came out in 2021. Um, oh. the, mm. that's just me and a drummer named Drew, Tom Drew Thomas. And we, that's much more like groovy, mm -hmm. kind of like a little sexier, a little like kind of like pulled back and, and darker. And then um, her head's on fire is obviously more <clears throat> loud guitar rock. So I just like exploring different aspects of music uh, yeah, as yeah. much as I can. I totally understand. As a vocalist too, it's really interesting to do that. Mm -hmm. Do you write? Well, it stretches uh, your range. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to know if you're writing the lyrics for all those bands. Often the singer. Not for no no no. I wasn't the singer in Gay for Johnny Depp. That was my friend oh. Artie. So he does all that crazy oh, okay. screaming. Oh. But for I had a freedom. Her head's on fire. Judas knife. Yeah, I write all the the lyrics and and vocal melodies. You um, write differently in those projects if the if the music is different. Yeah yeah like with um um with judas knife because of the the vibe and the feel i tend to work in my lower register mm -hmm. i don't go as high and i don't get as like it's it's more kind of like this kind of a little breathy in my lower yeah, yeah. whereas with um you know uh her head's on fire it's more like a little bit more nasally and more like, like a little bit more rock and roll yeah um you know and that's just that's just what the project seems to need right to me hmm. i'm really stoked about uh, her head's on fire Even me, if I, too. if I was, even if I wasn't writing it the right way, gosh, uh, <laughs> how did you meet all the other members? Because you have people from Small Brown Bikes, Saves the Day, uh, Garrison, etc. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. how did you guys meet? We at all, you know, as you, the more you tour and the more you play this sort of music, your peer group dwindles. So yeah. there's less and less people that still do it. And so we're all we all have had similar experiences and in the independent sort of indie rock world, it's not six degrees of separation. It's two. Everybody <laughs> knows everybody, you know? Yeah, I see. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, I, I, I just, everybody that's sort of, everybody that's sort of gotten through two decades of touring and playing music 
has an experience and um, a wealth of knowledge that I feel really fortunate enough to tap into. And so I know those guys from, from being, you know, I hit a freedom used to play with a band called all eyes West. Um, I used to go see Jeff Genster blooms, the drummer for small brown bike. He had a band mm-hmm. called, um, so my closet, your skull. Um, and I used to go see them. He's also in a band called La Peche, who I used to go see Rodrigo. I didn't, I knew him. I knew him adjacently. I didn't actually know him until we started playing in a band. Uh, but he's okay. f- fantastic, yeah. a wonderful player and just a wonderful human being. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it, it's really sort of organically, you know, how mm-hmm. any band comes together. You're just like, hey, you guys want to play music? Before yeah. or after internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although we none of us met via the internet. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just met because, uh, you know, when Jeff, Jeff's from Chicago and he comes to town, you know, I find him and we hang out. And so one day we were like, Hey, instead of hanging out and talking about music, do you want to work together? Oh, yeah. Yes, let's do it. So, so. All, all of you have a strong uh, touring and playing live experience, mm-hmm. studio recording. So how was the writing process? Um, with Very a, easy. Yeah, because it could yeah. be easy, but it could be like really hard because people are used to work with other people and then you don't know if the, the match will be... If it's going to be a good fit or I'm happy. Nobody, happy nobody outside of me has a huge ego in the band. <laughs> so, um, okay. If there's just one, it's, it's pretty manageable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we do a lot of like, um, in, in all honesty, it's, it's, there's just a lot of fun collaboration. There's a tremendous amount of trust. I mm-hmm. think in, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm at a point where I'm not going to, I'm not going to work with somebody who plays, you know, in the style of no FX and, and try and get them to play in the style of John Bonham. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm choosing to work with somebody, I already like what they do. And I think it's oh, yeah. right for the project, you know? So, so I, I already know going in that like 98% of what they write is going to be exactly what I wanted, but better, mm-hmm. you know? And so, You know, occasionally you'll go like, hey, can we can we come in on the on the second beat, you know, rather than the first? It'll be something like that. But those are the only notes, you know, or they're like, hey, that guitar part, maybe that should go twice because it's really hooky. I like that. Let's do that twice. You know, it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, when the songs write, are written, you know, Jeff writes the song structures. I write the vocals and the lyrics. We bring it to the rhythm section. They go great. And it's done. I mean, it takes about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's rad. <laughs> I'm trying to I started a band recently but it's <laughs> What do you play? Takes a long time. I'm on vocals. Awesome. Yeah, and it's it takes so long. <laughs> well, we've been doing it a long time. Shit. You know, you know, we're just so we've just gotten better at our craft. It's like anything. It's like if you make chairs for 20 years, you better be good at making chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um, so you, you just released your first album with the band. So College Rock mm-hmm. and Clo- Clove or Clove? Clove. 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 Sorry, my English. No. Clove Cigarettes. Um, I love it. It's Thank you. And the, I love the vinyl. Got it from Iodine. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous vinyl. Great album. Um What what are the topics you're writing about? I'm very curious about that because I love the vibe, like like post hardcore, also a little mm-hmm. grungy sometimes influences, mm-hmm. uh, rock and roll, 
So I wonder what mm -hmm. kind of lyrics you put on, on this music. I think I, I write somewhat vague lyrics um, intentionally. Um, mm -hmm. I, write, I write a lot of um, songs to myself, mm -hmm. sort of looking in the mirror, um, you know, or, or, you know, part of me sort of writing to the other aspects uh, of my personality, either that I appreciate or <laughs> need to fix. Um, uh. And I think I... I I try and keep the subjects somewhat vague. It's, it's more of a, the, how do I phrase this properly? Um, if somebody can hear it and it makes them f feel like they might, they might think in a similar thought pattern. Um, and then therefore they feel less alone in the world. Mm. That's, that's the bigger goal. It's more, like my songs don't have like this song has a message for the most part, mm -hmm. um, you know, one down the other. It's more just like these are observations of the way I view the world um, and the way, you know, the way I go about my life. And if that resonates with people, um, all the better. You know, it's, 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 it's more in that sort of abstract range than it is specific things. Oh, because you told me that you love like politics, wine, coffee, comics. I wonder, I <laughs> do you write about film? It? Film? No, yeah. no, I don't write about those specifically in songs. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, I was just thought it's funny because you said like, you said think of some topics to write. I'm like, oh, let's talk about film. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk course. about coffee and comic books. And I own a wine shop, so we can talk about wine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, those those don't those don't go into the songwriting per se. I, I enjoy the music videos. I feel that little, uh, maybe mystery vibe, the, mm. watching the videos and also a little introspective mood. Like you uh -huh. watching you, yourself, you, you talked about writing like if you were looking at you in the mirror. So I felt uh -huh. that in the in the, the videos for a lexicon of doubt, for burn, is it mm. like yep. on purpose? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the same thing, like, like with, with that, you know, I knew Michael Thierick who did the, um, the first video for burn and my friend, Nathaniel Shannon, who did the video for lexicon. Mm -hmm. Um, they were just, they were just artists whose work I really like and respect. And, you know, I kind of gave them some vague ideas. Like, you know, I, I want to, you know, what do you do? This, what do you do with like a low budget? That's mildly interesting. <laughs> You know, so, you know, so I'm going to put on makeup and I'm going to shave in front of mm -hmm. this mirror and I'm going to like try and sing while the shower water is coming down on me, which was freezing fucking cold, by the way. Oh. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, how are we going to do this in a way that we can present something that is visually interesting, um, yet not big budget, you know, no, we're not making, we're not making like, you know, a Scorsese film. Uh, so working with them was really fun and yeah I, i like what they do i like the mystery of it i like the vibe i like the sort of psychedelic yeah um, effects of what they do i like the sort of visuals when like you're not watching a band rock out you're just kind of like feeling the pulse of, of certain exactly things. Um, yeah i like that a lot yeah i thought it was very interesting um good um and so wh what are your next plan i think you're gonna are, are you gonna on tour you're gonna play the fest Yeah, yeah, we're going down to play fest. Um, we will be soon. Yeah, uh, we leave on the twenty second. Mm -hmm. um, our first show is in. Unfortunately, we can't do the Boston show, but our first show is going to be in Providence, Rhode Island, mm. on the 
22nd, the 23rd will be New York City, the 24th will be Philly, the 25th will be Richmond, Virginia, 26th will be Chapel Hill, North Carolina, 27th will be somewhere in South Carolina, um, and then we have a day off and then we play the fest. And I've never played fest before, so uh, I'm really excited. I've been there once, it was one of the mm -hmm. best weekend of my whole life. Oh, awesome. Uh, I'm, so I'm, much fun! Everybody says it's it's wonderful experience, and I, I I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like total freedom. The only problem you have is to decide what show you're gonna miss and what show mm -hmm. you're gonna go. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have the same kind of festival in Montreal. It's called the Puzza Fest. It's a yeah, yeah. same concept, many mm -hmm. venues, and you just live your best life going from oh, shows that to shows. That sounds awesome. Yeah, oh, I'm happy. I hope you you tell me how it how it went because I, I think all bands have amazing times there. And maybe we can get up to Pusa Fest. That sounds really fun. Yes, you should. You have to. I was wondering today if I ever seen uh, one of your bands live in Garrison. I'm not sure. Did have you played in Quebec City before? No, I don't think no, so. We huh? played, I played Garrison. Played Toronto. We played mm. like sort of a like um. I think it was like an anarchist collective a long time ago. Um, and then Instruction played Vancouver. I think that's it. I really haven't played very much in Canada at all. No. Um, so I'm happy, to, I'm happy to change that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> On your East Coast tour, you can just go across the border a little. Keep going. I'll just wait until summer. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, unless you have very great winter tires. <laughs> No. On your van. Uh -uh. <laughs> Quebec is a hardcore winter city. Trust Hell me. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen photos. It's yeah. intense. We were talking about the, the new album. Um, it's on Iodine. How, how mm -hmm. How's the collaboration with the with the label? And Super easy. How did you meet uh, Casey? Yeah, I think Casey, I listened to the, most of your podcast with Casey. Like, I think he mentioned yeah. how we met at a, a Get Up Kids show. Um, oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah, which we which Garrison had opened. It was like Get Up Kids and Game Face and Sarge and the Shyness Clinic. Wow. And I don't know. That's so funny. Like, there's so many things like in science class I don't remember, but I remember the lineups of shows I played 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, seems I could probably use those brain cells for something else. Uh, anyways, yeah, brain, um, human brains are fantastic and weird. There's something else. Uh, so, yeah, I met Casey then and we just hit it off you know he's he's a wonderful guy and he's mm -hmm. he's really interesting to talk to he has some great points of view great experiences yeah and you know we sort of lost touch for a while because he he kind of went you know mm -hmm. uh, off grid for a long time uh, and then when he came back it was just you know it was just like picking up where we left off you know it was yeah, almost as if no time had passed such an amazing story mm -hmm. and he's you know that's all him i mean his his attention to detail and the, the work that he puts into things is overwhelming uh, and, and something to be, you know, slightly in awe of and hopefully inspired by. Yeah, you're definitely in good hands uh, on mm -hmm. this label, for sure. I agree. Good. And so, okay, you talked to you. I'm curious about your film taste, movie taste. What's your, <laughs> what's the most recent stuff you watched that I absolutely need to, to watch too? Or what the have listeners? I seen recently? Um, I love sci-fi. Uh, well, sci-fi, sci-fi, I really like the darker side of things. I like um, the original Blade Runner. 
I oh. like a lot. Um, I love I dystopia. Like dystopia. I've never seen dystopia. No, I, I love dystopia. Oh, oh, in general, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the idea yeah, yeah. of like the yeah the like bizarre Armageddon yeah. destroyed world. It's pretty fascinating because it seems pretty real. Exactly. Um, I love to be depressed about the future. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so easy. Um, yeah, I'm good I like at that. It. I like. Uh, I like Miller's Crossing. A lot of the Coen Brothers stuff I enjoy. Um, uh, what else have I seen recently that I liked? Uh, for television, about halfway through a show called Severance, um, oh, which is like brutal. Oh. It's really... It, it's one of those shows that um, not only is it well-made and well-directed and well-acted, it's um, the the feeling that you have in it is so disconcerting and um off-putting that i don't feel quite right for about an hour after i watch it oh uh, what is the title you, you know? said severance it's on i think it's on hbo okay it's a stars adam scott and um john Turturro. uh christopher walken has a part in it as Taking well and notes. it's just um uh, patricia arquette it's really good it's just whew, it's rough um what else oh i started watching a show called Kevin can go fuck himself and it's <laughs> it's great because it's uh that's another dark one too because it's set in my hometown it's set in Worcester Massachusetts oh. but it's like whenever she uh, it's the woman who was did you ever watch Schitt's Creek Mm-mm, no um well the woman who plays Alexis who's the the daughter um who's fantastic she's in it and um whenever she's on stage with her husband, it's like a silly sitcom, like Archie Bunker, like King of Queens. It's like, ha 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 with a laugh track. Yeah. And all this stuff. And then as soon as she walks off and she's by herself, it's super dark and depressing and she can't stand her life. And she (laughs) hates her husband and she's like thinking of how to kill him. And it's just super um, innovative. Oh, on what platform can I watch this? So it's a series. Maybe I think I think it might be it might be Hulu as well. Okay, okay, okay. But it is a series, and I just watched the first episode, and oh. I was like, it was one of those things too, where you're like, that's so good, and I'm so brokenhearted. I have to psych myself up to watch these things. Well, that's great. Yeah. Oh, good suggestions. Thank you. I'm into uh, movies you because have to tell me what to watch. It's fall, and yeah? I love to watch a lot of movies and having tea. <laughs> What is a comfort movie for you? Like, what do you watch when you're just like something you've seen a few times, but you watch it and it just makes you feel cozy? Oh, I love, uh, when winter comes, I always watch La Guerre des Tucs. It's a Quebecois movie. I forgot the translation name. Um, you know that a lot of people, it's it was translated everywhere. It's a, it's a bunch of kids fighting in the snow. There's a dog. <laughs> like, like the Hunger Games? No, 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 no! They're not fighting this way. They just are against each other's, and they threw snowballs to each other's, oh. and they build a what's the name? A dog? They're just a dog in the title in English. I always watch this. Okay. And yeah, I love sci-fi. I love the series um, The Expanse. It's on The Expanse. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime. It's like my boyfriend and I really, really enjoy that. Fantastic. It's really it's in space. It's great. Write that down. Yep. It's there there are six seasons. But it's so well produced, so the effects are great. 
It's like mm-hmm. spaceships wars with political mm. stuff. If you lo- you love politics, you're gonna like this one. I do. Started in 2015 to 2022. Watching mm. it, looking at it now. The Expanse. Oh, that looks cool. Okay, I will add that to my list of things to check out. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have you been listening to other than my album? <laughs> it's on repeat on my turntable. Um, I love very fast skate punk music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm addicted also to a new album of one of my favorite local bands called Ashiga. It's in French. I can send you a link. Maybe maybe you're gonna that would like be fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. If you love uh, hardcore music, one of my favorite local bands too is called Get the Shot. It's really okay. great. Uh, oh, and if you love rock grunge music, I can suggest you one of my, another local band called mm-hmm. Ipshot. Okay. The singer is one of my best friends. I can send you links too. Yeah, send me please. That'd be yeah. Great. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to like Ipshot. Yeah. Okay. And, and you, what are what are you into these days about music? I listen to a lot of um, a lot of psych rock. There's a band called Firefriend from Brazil I really like. Um, there are three pieces, just kind of like very sort of long, meandering kind of pieces, a little velvet underground esque, um, really dreamy. Uh, what else do I listen to a lot of? I can tell you what I've been listening to on Spotify most recently. Um, <laughs> Check your stats and the bands you're playing the most. Exactly. Well, I, I try to listen to a lot of what my friends do too. Like I was listening to Death Cult earlier and Soleil and The Darling Fire mm. and Glassing. Oh, and just the, a lot of like sort of people. The Darling Fire is amazing. Discovered yeah, them lovely. this week. Wow. I really like the George Formidable. They are not friends of mine, but I really like them a lot. Um, Super Drag. Stan Getz, he's, hmm. he did um, Girlfriend Mempanema, like sort of, but he has a beautiful, um, more classic jazz record from 1967 wow. called Sweet Rain. That's gorgeous. If you like depressing music or like stuff to listen to in a rainstorm, that's spot on. Yeah, I'm a very happy person who loves to watch and listen to very sad and dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, because that's how you get it out. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's if you didn't, you know, I mean... That's I'm a, I'm a upbeat, you know, fairly happy person too because I think I have an outlet for these emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the secret of life, in my opinion. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good. So thank you, Joseph. It was a great conversation, a short one, but like we talked about many things. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, for listeners in the U.S., you have to check the the, the show's dates. If you're going to the fest, please go see them. Her head's on fire. And thank you. Have a great of course. night. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your uh, IPA. Yeah. I will. I got a little bit left.
for being here today. Thank you to our sponsors, Iodine Recordings and Epic Merch Store. Thank you to Caroline Morin for her help with the visuals. Thank you to Scott Alquist for co-producing and editing the show. If you want to support the Punk Rocket Show, you can subscribe to your favorite platform. You can rate it five stars, maybe, on Apple and Spotify. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee. And you can also subscribe to the Patreon. Next week, my guest is Chris Ortiz. He's a punk rock photographer. He was my guest on episode 7, I think. So at the beginning of the show, because he used to live in a punk rock house. But next week, we're going to focus more on his work as a photographer. Don't miss this. It was such a great chat. You're going to like it. But until then, punk your life and see you next week.